0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that order in today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow.
2: On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to nineteen twenty twenty three. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.
1: Wow! I feel Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here.
2: Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch.
1: Chris and Leicester
2: Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information.
1: You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the
2: latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
1: Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered... blown their rivals away they have blown us all the way in truth the premier league champions 2016 the amazing leicester city I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. All right, Chris. All right there. All right at the back. As it says here, we move that way. How the devil are you? Uh, I hope you are well. If you fancy one of these or one of those only Leicester Till I Die merchandise, go to the website, www. Uh, to die.com forward slash shop. And there's a a full selection of merchandise available there. I'm not available on there, but, you know, make me a direct offer. And uh, I need the money. I need the money. Thanks for listening. If you are on uh, your favorite podcast platform, that's just going from strength to strength. And thanks to anybody that's watching on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube and you've not subscribed, please give us a a subscription. It would be very good. and and i know oh I'll, I'll look at that in a minute craig you've just sent me something just as we just as we went live um it is back we've got the premier league football back um england obviously the world cup was drawn earlier we did the what live watch along with that and we've got a couple of shows coming up for the uh, world cup but this is the important stuff isn't it this is the premier league um, and yeah. <laughs> This is where you can watch Watch us on
2: YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide.
1: I don't know how I feel about this game to be honest with you because I feel it could be a good time to play man united but then they're probably sat there thinking this could be a good time to play leicester city well let's get my guests in and we'll see the ever youthful the man the myth the legend that is craig good evening sir <laughs> how the devil are you Um good thanks chris how are you doing hi everyone not so bad not so bad now what what were you just sending me just so i go in live Yes. Yeah, so, oh, is it? I
2: mean, um, ah, yes. yes Darren just, Farley, yes. Um, Man United, and um, Brendan. Yes. Uh, Man United, Leicester thing. But it, we were just talking off air about the sensibility of Leicester fans, and what he does in that perfectly encapsulates um, what I think about Leicester fans <laughs> at the moment. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if you if you can play it through, but if you can is, is worth watching. i think i can't do it live because i think i would get a, a strike against
1: me so Oops. um yeah. um i will uh, i will yeah. listen to it myself later yeah. but yeah so before, he is good he yeah is, he, he is, is yeah good. before
2: yes. before you bring uh before you bring Darius in i must again say hello to uh uh my great niece annabelle who's probably watching and uh, gets very excited when she hears her name so uh hello annabelle
1: Hello, Annabelle. Welcome along. And how the devil are you, Annabelle? That Mm. is the question. Let us know. Uh, Yep. You mentioned Darius there. Now, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, everybody, but this actually I've been able to find a sensible Man United fan. (laughs) You didn't think they were about, but they are. Darius, good evening, sir. Hello, everyone.
0: Um, Delighted to be on uh, tonight. Pleasure to be here talking to some fellow football fans. I I wouldn't know about being a sensible United fan, but I I appreciate the introduction.
1: <laughs> well, to be honest, I suppose sensible, more realistic. You know, you're not. Um, I mean, Craig, you were just talking about Leicester fans, uh, mm-hmm. and a bit of success goes to everybody's head, I suppose. But um,
2: it does. You, I think you, in the in, in the opposite way with uh, with Man United and essentially so-called bigger teams let's let's be fair to them Mm -hmm. once they don't have a little success then they get a little bit the other way as well so you know for them a lack of success is not making top four um Mm -hmm. and now it seems um for Leicester City not making top four (laughs) is the same kind of thing um everybody goes mental but hopefully hopefully um it'll be a sensible discussion
1: Oh, well, talking about going mental, good evening to Richard, how the devil are you, I was just on uh, on Jake's channel, West Ham uh, Unofficial, give it a check out, great lad, uh, give it a bit of banter between one another, uh, enjoy your time standing in for Leicester Richard, you're just keeping the toilet seat warm for us as they say, and LDH, uh, good evening Chris
2: and the Flirty Fox, wow. Oh, thank you, Yes. Yeah. Right. anything you want to share with us? <laughs> no, you you started that, Chris. You called me that the other day. I didn't think it would. Well, yeah, I guess I knew it would stick. <laughs> Darius, I mean,
1: Man United, what what's going on this season?
0: Um, it's it's quite difficult, really, to sort of um, express um, my amusement, uh, my anger, um, and all the different emotions that I'm feeling about our season last season we finished second um and we had like it was it was covid football <clears throat> sorry excuse me it was covid football so yeah. it was it, it was different mm. right it's it's it it's like a recognizable form of football but it wasn't football without the fans and we signed uh Varan, ronaldo sancho the big one tom heaton and um <laughs> it looked like it 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 looked like we might not that we were going to like walk the league or win the league, but mm. that we might be involved in the sharp end of the season, and now we're out of all competitions. Um, mm. The season is dead in the water, in my view. I can't see us getting top four, and we have a sort of like um, an office office manager from from Germany, like as as our manager, um, with a divided and quite frankly ferociously um uneducated social media audience um demanding uh, unknown managers slagging off like like in my view quite well respected managers we've got players that um seem to have chucked two managers under the bus now um uh, it's it's very it's very sad times at united but we're a club that's built on hope and rebirth and we need a lot of hope
1: yeah i mean david brent (laughs) does it remind you of him david brent
0: appeared to have a sense of humor like um (laughs) since the since he was essentially like the peter principle in action where uh, a man is promoted to a level um beyond his competence um Mm. there is a similarity there with Ragnik. i'm I'm not a fan of ragnick and um i I don't see any evidence to change my mind
1: I mean, Craig, we've we've spoken uh, about United uh, all season. I think a lot of people have, like the Man United fans say, they live rent-free in everybody else's head. But how can a club that is supposedly run by businessmen who run clubs, you know, sports clubs and what have you in America, sack a manager who just got them, as as Darius said, to second Mm-hmm. Employer manager on a temporary basis because they can't get who they want until the end of the season, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they sit in sixth place. So they've actually replaced what they had. And I can understand them getting rid of him because I said at the start of the season, if Ollie doesn't do something with this squad, then he'll, he'll be gone. But they've replaced him with somebody who's doing worse than he was.
2: I, I mean, looking in from the outside, it's... Um... It's a, it's a bit of a joke uh, and and great fun to, to watch, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Darius. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it, you know, yeah, I, I'd i hate it if it was my club doing it. But it does seem bizarre that you've got these people, as I say. It, it seems like so-called wealthy business people, when they come into football, they check all their business acumen at the door and it all gets thrown out. And they try to please everyone. They try and please their own ego. They try and please the fans in some way by buying a pick and mix of players, you know, rather than uh, in looking at what shirt sales they may get on the back of it, rather than giving the power to um, a head of football or a manager, which which used to be the case back in the old days when football was football. Um, And now it just seems that they've got no clear direction you know other than other than a, a fantastic history but let's not forget that history's only been built over the last 30 40 years yes going back there was some but you know there was a, some dark days for you guys going back into the old uh, second division as it was uh, back then so it's been a ba- basically fairly recent um self-appointment as the biggest club in the world And now there's some tough times coming and Man United fans, the majority, I won't class you in that, Darius, seem to don't know what to do. You know, it's like they're experiencing football like 90% of football fans experience it.
1: But do you think, Darius, I mean, uh, so many United fans probably weren't born before Alex Ferguson was, uh, (laughs) was leading you. And I've got to say, you know, and give you total credit, when Alex Ferguson was there, my God, you were brilliant, you know, you you, uh, you 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 swept everybody away in front of you and you deserved everything you got. But you can't carry that on forever and ever. I mean, I grew up in the 70s when Liverpool were the big club and, mm-hmm. to be fair, Man United were only maybe like a Spurs-Arsenal at the moment. Um, and then when Liverpool dropped off, it's taken them 30-odd years to get back. And are Man United, like, like we said before, are you perhaps expecting too
0: much all right well there's quite a lot to unpack from um <laughs> from that um i suppose that the the place to start off with is um united sort of like being the um the biggest club in the world hmm. um like despite the fact that like uh, for myself certainly in the sort of current generation fans that we have only that we've only known success um, the great thing about any football club, not just Man United, is it's um, is it's a sort of connection to the past. It's like, maybe not the case for all United fans, but for myself. Like, my family has been watching Manchester United and Newton Heath for over 100 years. Like, there are, like, great uncles I've never met, but I know they went to Old Trafford, and I know that they saw the same football team that I see, and that they... They appreciate and they connected with the values, you know, that Manchester United are meant to portray that come from all the way back to the Peter Lee massacre. The sort of the socialist foundations of Manchester. Um, And this is what Manchester United has always been to me. Um, It has been an expression of values that um, represent my community. So uh, winning always comes second to those values for me. I I don't know how true that is of all United fans. I get pelters uh, for that quite often. But I believe that a football club should serve the community and reflect the values of the community. I feel that that is lost um, on the sort of... I don't want to call them... I don't want to disparage anyone who supports a football club. I mean, I think we can all agree I should be in charge for how people support football clubs, but I'm not. And it's (laughs) not my place uh, to tell people how to support their team um but it has turned into sort of like winning at all costs now mm. and um a win done the right way as a collective means far f- far much more than what i see at clubs such as city presumably newcastle and chelsea who i believe have sold out their traditional values um for like the league um what else did you ask sorry i've completely lost myself in an idealistic like i
1: think i think you basically covered it all there but mm. I'll I'll come to Craig first and I'll ask you the same question about ben Darius. and I did I, you know, like I said Craig what you know sensible Man United fan mm. here, but Craig is this a good time for them to be playing us? Um, we have they haven't beaten us in four. We're four and beaten against them, three wins mm. and a draw, including the cup. Um, they must be looking at Leicester and thinking, what the season they're having. But we beat them, you know, earlier in the season, mm. but it was under a different
2: manager. Yeah, true. Um, I would think they'd be confident um, going into it. I mean, unless the rules of football have changed um, and you're still allowed to have corners. So, you know, they've got to be confident from that point of view. Um, So I I think both teams will be going in fairly well rested. I know players have been away on international duty. Some have played more games than others. A lot of it was friendly football, um, apart from those who were, were trying to qualify. Um, so I think both squads will be pretty well rested, and I think they'll both be up for it. Uh, and as you say, you know, last time out at Old Trafford, we, we put up a, a good performance, but it was, you know, behind closed doors. So, you know, with a full house um, behind you, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? it? The the problem is, you know, fans are great when they're when things are going well, and they can be a real burden when they're not going well. Particularly, uh, vociferous fans um, like they can be. They, you know, they can get on your back pretty quickly if if we start well, you know, and and you can quiet the crowd down a bit. But I, I think I think Man United will be uh, confident playing us. We've not been great this season, to be honest. Overall, we've played well in patches, um, but likewise, Leicester will be fairly confident as well of 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 playing an inconsistent Manchester United.
1: I mean, that's it, Darius. I mean, Craig's just said then, you know, we've not been great this season and no disrespect, we still beat you 4-2. Is this a good time to be playing Man United?
0: I I, I would think so, yes. Um, The club is in a sort of like a stagnant limbo at Mm. the moment um, with very little clarity on who the manager is. We appear to be running our next managerial appointment as if it's like x factor or something with um you know a very public interview process that has led to further splits in the fan base and um i i also wouldn't be confident the squad has never been like more divided i'm sure Mm -hmm. that um whilst a lot of you um are probably quite rightfully enjoying the sheldon freud of what's going on at United, I can't imagine that many true football fans are enjoying what's going on with Marcus Rashford after his off the work, uh, off the field work uh, to better mm-hmm. the community, um, and then arguing with his own fans publicly. An incredible loss of form. It, it's it's pretty symbolic of what is happening at with our squad. Um, and then furthermore, like it's been a long time since we've seen any football. Um, and what that what that begins to mean is that Rodgers, who I quite like as a coach, um, has had three or four weeks to plan for one match. Right? Rodgers has been um, has been a, like elite level football for quite some time. Ragnik has spent one year in the last ten like uh, in any form of elite football. So I'm extremely worried about how much like preparation by a better manager. Leicester have had
1: Yeah I get what you, you mean there but I mean why do you think I mean there was a time wasn't there when Man United um, and like I say, total respect to Man United they'd have knocked on a club's door say, said we want your manager and that manager would have been walking barefoot over broken glass to get to you and now you've got to have a caretaker in who I mean you've got so many superstars there but they're, they're not a team are they no i mean
0: i think <clears throat> i'm not necessarily um against a sort of a long interview process i think a lot of united's problems since fergie have been down to a matter of succession mm. where um the Moyes appointment unfortunately it, it was the wrong choice it happens it was it seemed to be driven on sentiment and imitation and a desire to a desire for a sort of a figure like fergie to continue to be at the club for sort of 10 years to these sort of glaswegian working class traditions yeah. if it's worked before you know it must work again was sort of the idea yeah. um and it didn't and as we got in d- sort of like different different styles from our managers with like van Hal and Mourinho, and obviously ollie um we got like saddled with massive legacy costs where um some players are ill-suited to um to new styles of football and like new managers like for example david de gea is was an exceptionally good keeper under the mourinho and um van howell systems he, he in today's football as much as de gea is an excellent shot stopper i'd be very surprised if he could get in more than three or four teams in the premier league because um he's he's not good enough as a modern goalkeeper yeah so i don't mind us taking our time trying to get an appointment right because we've got so many things wrong in the Mm -hmm. past that it's probably quite sensible just to sit back and take our time have a breath and then try and plan so that we don't end up like liverpool we don't end up like arsenal and Mm -hmm. we can maybe get back to challenging within you know four seasons
1: I think the next appointment is very, very important for you. Mm -hmm. But before we get on to the match, I mean, one thing that links us, there's two clubs, Craig, um, Harry Maguire. Mm. And I want to talk about him and get it out the way. Uh, Thank (laughs) you for the 80 million and the new training um, (laughs) complex. Um, You know, no no refunds, no returns, as they say. I mean, what did you make of him being booed (laughs) when he's wearing an England shirt?
2: Um, I thought it was ridiculous, to, to be honest. Um, whatever you think uh, about his performances for Man United, and to be honest, I think only Man United fans have a right to to boo him even based on that. Um, someone said on the radio, they said, um, if you're booing him because he's played poorly for Man United and you're not a Man United fan, surely you should be cheering him that he's playing so badly <laughs> for Man United. I don't get it. He's, he's not really let England down. Everybody has a, a dodgy game or a period in a game, but I, 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 I didn't like it, um, and I, I'm not happy with Leicester fans as well. Almost trying to rewrite history as if he was terrible for us. He was a very good player for us. He was totally. Yes, he yeah. was. yes, he, yeah. you know, we got more money for him than we thought we would, and maybe more than he was worth. But he was the backbone of our of our, our back line at the time, and he rarely let us down. So, you know, I don't like this uh, this, this sort of trying to rewrite history of, of that he was poor for us, because he wasn't. Um, totally wasn't poor at all. And we've got fans, you know, we, we, we've got
1: to be careful what we say here, because, you know, not so long ago, we were booing Vestergaard when he came on.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that'll happen again. I think Harry Maguire is just... Um, Symptomatic of being in a team that's playing with a lack of cohesion uh, and a lack of confidence. Mm. You know, when he played for Leicester, he felt comfortable in coming out with the ball that he knew he had a a solid team around him who would cover in behind him. Uh, They were pretty. He knew who he was playing with week in, week out. So you play with confidence and and you try things. The trouble is when you everything at a bigger club like Man United is magnified. So if you make a mistake, it's magnified. You know, um, it becomes a much bigger thing. And I think there's no bad players at Manchester United. You don't get to Manchester United if you're not a good player. What we've seen though in uh, in over the past few few years with with certain players moving and not playing particularly well, is even at the elite level how important confidence is. Uh, for an individual for a footballer and I think he's just playing without any confidence at the moment. Yeah, I mean when he was
1: at Leicester, he broke into the England team. Um he scored in a World Cup whilst he was at Leicester and Manchester United came along his boyhood club and you know paid us 80 million. So mm. at that point he was good. Darius, is it time maybe for him to be taken out of the spotlight kept away for a couple of weeks or and how are the fans going to react to him because I'm sure Leicester fans will, will have a go at him because he's an ex-Leicester player, and that always happens. But will the Man United fans get behind him? Because, you know, we don't see a lot of support from him on social media and what have you.
0: Yeah, I think I think United fans will get behind him. Like, United have a very troubled history with the England football team, with David Beckham obviously being the um, the most famous case. Um yeah. shout-out to Nippon. Um, and, um, I think that, I think the thing, the thing with Harry Maguire is that there's, there's no way around it. His opinion has turned on Harry Maguire, um, with match going fans in the last six or seven weeks. Um, social media has never really liked Harry Maguire, um, for various reasons, I I, perth- I I think he's a very good centre back. I still think he's our best centre back, and I still think we have um, a better chance of winning with Harry Maguire in the team. Um, mm. There's questions over his captaincy. Uh, I, personally, like I think it's very diff- difficult to get a sort of a Robson or a Keane. Um, I'm not sure. Was Wes Morgan a captain for you? Yes. was Yeah. yeah like um, maybe even far back as like that Matty Elliott guy.
1: Mm.
0: um i i mean like oh, K- you mean K- the famous
1: K- scottish international
0: yeah 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 <laughs> the one that like had fun with Bergkamp in the greatest yes. the greatest three yes. three of all time yeah,
1: probably, um, yeah
0: but with 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 harry Maguire, um uh, a lot of the issues um i think are about um are about two players in particular and they're david De Gea and bruno fernandes where um, i'm very into like heat maps i'm that kind of guy and um, there is a massive gap in front of harry maguire that bruno fernandez should be filling we've just had bruno fernandez sign a five-year contract and um, i was pretty shocked when um i ventured onto twitter this morning to see that it it hadn't been met with universal acclaim that um, united fans are now beginning to see a lot of the issues with bruno fernandez which is that he gives the ball away. I'm mm. sure as rival fans, he's one of the most annoying players in the Premier League because he's just constantly crying about how unfair everything is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I can imagine he's not popular, yeah. especially when he somehow manages to score winners after the match has ended, <laughs> like in Brighton. Um, but we're
1: used to that at Leicester, aren't we? Um, going yeah. against us. You know.
0: But I mean, for me, like I don't care about England very much like it's I'm a Manchester United fan like I'm not I'm not really an England fan um I and there you go there's Nippon there's a real England fan um (laughs) he's made so many mistakes for England hasn't he Nippon like I think Harry Maguire has been England's best performer a most important player for (laughs) two for two tournaments
1: I mean this Um, is this is it totally I mean I know Southgate (laughs) says he only picks players that are on form and obviously Harry isn't on form for United but he's never let england down has
0: he i am not really qualified to answer that i'm afraid
2: no but i i'm going to say it as i said earlier in my opinion he's not he's uh he's been what you would class as solid He's mm. unspectacular but you know you know he he can get people around him you know he, he can raise the game of other people when he's feeling confident and there is passion in him you see it when he when he scores, you know, when something happens. But I mean, he makes some poor decisions. But then, a lot of people do that. And and I think he's suffering at the minute with a lack of other like-minded people at Manchester United. Um, I d- I don't know. You, I mean, you you watch them more than I do, but they they look like that. Um, I mean, it sounds stupid, but a team of individuals. There doesn't seem to be many people who are there who you would. Want to in the trenches with you, as it were. You know, there's a few. I, yeah. I I really like McTon McTominay. To be honest, he seems like a player who plays for the badge. I'm not sure there's many others that do, but I would class McGuire in that.
0: I'm absolutely shocked to hear someone say they like McTominay.
2: Um, <laughs> I am.
0: Prob- I'm probably known on most Manchester United channels as being McTominay's biggest fan for those reasons, and I'm yeah. met with a lot of um derision um and jeering from people but scott mctominay to me is an absolutely fantastic player he represents the values of my football club mm. and whilst he has some limitations um he's he is alongside Maguire, he's probably been our best performer for two or three seasons mm. um his midfield partner fred is another one who sacrifices himself for the team mm. uh is more limited fred but you know that midfield has got us third and second Mm-hmm. and a lot of it is off hard work and graft and and like sacrificing for the others um the other one strangely is ronaldo i was not expecting this ronaldo when he came back he works for the team extremely mm-hmm. hard and uh, he's not being used correctly because he is the greatest goalscorer in football history um and he's been played as a sort of link man sort of false nine um which seems crazy to me uh, but this is this is Ragnick ball and um I, I just really hope that um at the weekend we get a good reception for Harry Maguire because he is our he is the only centre-back we have at the club that is even remotely in the mold of a United centre-back mm-hmm. who attacks the ball yeah. like Varane doesn't attack the ball Lindelof doesn't attack the ball Maguire goes and wins it and sometimes i don't know if it's a lack of quality or pressure or whatever he does make like some odd decisions but you have four other players in your defense including the goalkeeper that should all be working for each other and mm. covering each other yeah. and sniffing out danger and um I'm, I'm perfectly happy with harry Maguire in the team and as a captain uh, i would prefer McTominay as captain um, just because he's he's one of our own, like Harry Maguire, he's a, a Hull boy, a Sheffield boy, like McTominay is Manchester. So yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. like him to be my captain. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think we're in agreement there.
1: And is this is this the first season? I, I may I, I think I've read this somewhere, but and I, I, but I could be totally wrong. Uh, the first season that Ronaldo's not going to win a trophy.
0: Yeah, for about ten years.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, there we go. I mean, like you said, I mean, I mean, Scott says, <laughs> uh, do you think Man United would do a straight swap Maguire for Vestergaard? i gonna <laughs> be honest, I think Everton for some reason are interested in Vestergaard, mm. which probably says a lot about Everton. But i gonna be honest with you, when he came on the other night, he had a very good game against Wrens he did what he had to do. Um, and again, I, th- I think for me, Vestergaard, and we've discussed this, Craig, haven't we? Mm-hmm. He's, he, you know, he's coming to a side where he doesn't know who is 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 um he's going to be playing with week in week out. He has to be introduced to his new centre back <laughs> partner every week, you know, find out who's fit. Um, okay. and he's he's coming to a very difficult. And I don't think Rogers has helped him with some of the times he's brought him on. But and uh, I'd, I'd like to see him give him another season. He scored midweek. What can we yeah. say? You I know. know. But uh, we have a small match of a game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester United versus Leicester. It is the Friday, uh, late Saturday kickoff. So it's live on Sky, 5.30 there at Old Trafford. Um, this is what happened. We discussed it briefly earlier, what happened earlier in
2: the season. Um, you were there, Craig, your memories was. of that. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it, it was a really good game. Yeah. Um, I thought we played really well early on. It was pretty much end to end, but we we played very well in that game. Um, it, we hadn't been playing well, but for some reason, you know, we'd got ourselves up for it, and it was really disappointing when Rashford um, ran through and equalized basically out of nothing. Um, great pass and a great finish, but the way that we came back from the kickoff, you know, was just one of those fantastic moments. Luckily, we've had a few great moments against Manchester United down here. Um, the 5-3, I, I noticed, was shown again on Sky the other night and will be one of the greatest games of all time uh, down at the King Power. But we played well in there, and I think we were worthy winners, to be honest. And you could see, again, it was the reaction from some of the Manchester United players. It, it, you, know, so you you know, could just about see... Um, Uh, uh, some of the players when Vardy's goal went in the reaction of them uh, Bruno, uh, his reaction was throwing his arms up again like he does Um, and they they seemed a fractured team at that point and I don't think there was any way they were going to come back again Um, so it was a great game, great atmosphere and uh, I'd I'd very happily take a 4-2 victory again (laughs) Of course we would
1: I mean Darius, for us and certainly for me as a Leicester fan, it was one of our many false dawns this season because we looked at these games and thought, this is the game where we're going to draw the line and move forward. And it hasn't happened yet. And every time we seem to get one player back, two more get, get injured. I mean, what, what are your memories of the game?
0: I don't have a great memory for football matches, to be perfectly honest. Um even <laughs> the ones that are the, bad. the ones that you lose. But is that what you
1: saying?
0: <laughs> this one I do I, I do remember because it's the um it's just classic ineptness from any football team to concede mm. a goal like um from a kickoff. It's it's something that you would I mean, you'd be gutted if you if your school team did it or like if mm. your under 11s managed to performing this carnival of nonsense where like jamie vardy gets into school was it like was it 20 seconds from kickoff if that, yeah, if yeah. That. Mm. and it it was it was it because it's i mean football's always a roller coaster where you're mm. like i i, I think yeah. you're right from my memory of the game it did it did feel pretty undeserved to be uh 2-2 mm. and i remember thinking right well we, we go and win this now mm. Um, and then Jamie Vardy scored mm. and was like, running around. And I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, and the team, the team did like at, at many times this season, the team has, has given up. Mm. Um, and it did, it did feel that like they, they'd mm. given up there. And you look at mm. our goal scorers and their fortunes at the moment. yeah. And um, mm. yeah, it's, it's not great, but I suppose that like with, from a United fan on Leicester's, like injury crisis um, might not be the best time to be crowing about your 80 million pound training complex. If this is, if, if all these injuries are stemming out from it. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no. Give us something to cheer about this yeah. season. You know? I think
0: it's great to cheer medical facilities as a football club. It's, There's not a it's lot exactly... we can cheer about. But... <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it, you know, if you listen to um, self-confessed uh, Manchester United saviour, Gary Neville, you know, you, you need, you mm. You need a new Old Trafford. You need a new we training do. ground. You need this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to know what a Manchester United's uh, fan's view of Gary Neville is.
0: Well, I, um, I think, like, I mean, I don't know if people remember this, but many years ago uh, when Rio Ferdinand... Um, missed his drugs test and sort of got done for doping i think that gary neville tried to lead an insurrection in the england football team yeah um gary the red um (laughs) i i like gary neville he's quite clearly got manchester united's best interests at heart i think he's far too idealistic in Mm. what in unfortunately modern football like with the glazers and so on the club has to be run as a business. Like, um, yeah. if you look at Newcastle United with Mike Ashley, whilst his ownership was like torturous for Newcastle United fans, it was run pretty sensibly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you you don't want to be in situations like Derby, Darlington, where um, Leeds, uh, like many years ago, it was mm-hmm. almost 20 years out of the top flight. Um, it, it has to be run sensibly. And his five-point plan is, to, to be frank, it's ridiculous. Um, but I, I think like Gary Neville has the best interests of Manchester United at heart, and um, I, I I like him. Mm. Like, and I think
1: I, I, I think Gary got a lot of support from non-Man United fans of the way he came out so quickly and ferociously against the ESL. Yes, is, yeah. You know, and and I say credit where credit's due. You know, and he he's got a wicked sense of humour. But um, but th- those are those are the stats as we look at them. There, I mean, I do like the bottom right, the previous meetings four mm-hmm. two and two one the right way round. Um, but you know, there's four places be- between us, but there's a lot of points between us, and that's the worrying thing. Although I've got a couple of games in hand. I mean, Craig, looking at our form going into this match. We look at the last five wolves. I think we deserve something from that game. Yeah. Uh Burnley, we, we we snuffed out their mini revival. You know, we, we killed that off. Uh Leeds, they had the new manager syndrome, and we we did what we needed to do. Wasn't pretty at times, but we got the three points. Arsenal, I think Arsenal were just on the on, on the up, to be honest with you. And then, well, you had three goals of the season in one game against Benford, yeah. didn't you? Uh, but again, that's a game, I feel, uh, along with the Leeds one, that maybe
2: two or three months ago, we would have lost. <coughs> I think you're right. I mean, uh, um, you know, I, I, I've been I've been a, a, a critic of our lack of bottle, for the want of a better phrase, in, mm. in certain games this season. And I think uh, there's a few times in recent games where we've showed that we do have a bit of fight. You know, we do we are prepared to roll our sleeves up and throw ourselves Mm. in front of uh, things. Yeah, we did it against Burnley. We did it against, we had to do it against Brentford. We did it against Leeds, Mm. you know, and, uh, you know, much maligned players of previous seasons like Daniel Amarty, you know, who's (laughs) been fantastic and great Mm. to see the fact that he and and Garner have made it through to um, the World Cup, you know, who's been fantastic this season for us um, and prepared to throw himself in front of everything. And he's shown a lot of leadership qualities um, this season for me. He's stepped up. He's stepped up into that void that um, uh, that Johnny Evans left, and that is my worry. That we we just seemed a little bit like we may get settled. You know, we're starting to get the players back. Fafana's come back. You know, when he played alongside of Marty, they looked pretty solid. Mm-hmm. We looked comfortable against Brentford and then Johnny Evans was brought on and all of a sudden it it went to you know to pot again um so it worries me a little how he's going to manage that because there's no way that a Marty deserves to be dropped um yet you you get the feeling it's only a matter of time before he is because Johnny Evans will be back in. Totally agree with you. I know you're not
1: Evans' biggest fan. That's Um, statement. (laughs) But you know yeah, I mean, for far, I mean, Amati up until last season, he, he was the joke player, wasn't mm-hmm. he? You know, and he, he, for me, this season is the most improved player. If there is an award for that, for me personally, he would get it, you know, and I think we're going to see the same possibly with Mendy, uh, replacing mm-hmm. with Indeedy being out for the rest of the season. Um, but yes, I agree. It's for me, it should be for Fana and Amati. Um, and johnny evans i like him but you know don't change it just for the sake of changing it you know if it's working don't don't fix it um talking about things working uh darius i mean apart from the man city loss and to be honest with you that probably hurt more because it was man city i know it did for us when we lost to forest in the cup Uh, but apart from that you're sort of unbeaten in the, uh, in the last 5 or say, so, apart from that one game. And that's no... I mean, everybody's losing to Man City on and off, aren't they? But, I, I know, how do you feel with your form? I mean, thanks very much for beating Tottenham. You know, that's Pleasure. always... Thank you for that. Um, and, you, you know, you, you but you're not... You know, there's games there every now and again. I mean, you know, you beat Brighton 2-0. And, you know, yeah, all that there on the slide. But at the end of the day, you know, they uh, they have been playing well. Yeah, four-two against Leeds, and then oh, Watford come along, and there seems to be that game with Man United every now and again that just kind of you think you get in there a bit like Leicester, and then suddenly I mean, you should have been beating teams like Watford, shouldn't you?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I would just like to come back to something you said there, where like from an outside point of view, uh, Daniel Amati has been one of the best centre backs in the league this season, from yes. what I've seen. Like, yes. um, I, I was I was intrigued to see uh, what Leicester fans how they see him um but of all of your like central defenders he would be the one i'd want to pinch um as mm-hmm. much as i'd like johnny evans back at the club like i think daniel amati is a, is an excellent player and leicester should 100 percent be building around him um uh, like in as a center back but that, that's an outside opinion right let's look at this these form tables united three tottenham two that was um cristiano ronaldo rolling back the years and refusing yeah. um to just accept the nonsense going on at the football club uh the during the week uh it had been leaked um by several sources that uh Ragnick wanted ronaldo out and yeah. he resp- yeah he responded with a hat trick and um it was fantastic we, we all know what tottenham are like like anything could turn up at, at tottenham they they're, they're the most capricious team the premiership has ever seen yeah uh city versus united was a disgusting performance that sickened me um it's okay to like lose or draw matches football matches you know we're all football fans Mm. we've all watched and played football we understand these things happen the team gave up like at, at halftime we had a chance like the first 30 minutes we actually battered city in that game mm. they were completely taken aback at how we were playing and then pep made a few tweaks but it started to go against united started to go against bruno fernandez and the team just capitulated like six-year-olds being denied an ice cream it was awful <laughs> watford game poor tactics leeds leeds uh, leeds play I don't know what they play, but it's not football. It's some sort of cartoon version of it. that You can't leave spaces against against players of the quality that Man United report to own. You're going to get hammered. And Brighton, um, I was actually quite impressed when I played with the Brighton team. Graham Potter seems to be a manager that um, I think a bigger club should take a risk on. Um, But our form hasn't been great. We haven't put in patch. We haven't put in consistent performances as a team. It's mainly been like the efforts of, of individuals and the sort of um, the the drive to succeed from players like McTominay and Ronaldo. <laughs> it's a disjointed football club with poor performances. Mm-hmm.
2: Just just on an aside there, sorry, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, will he be there next season? One hundred percent you think? I yeah, mean, where's, it, I, where's he going to go? Well, I don't know, but the the thing, looking from, again, looking from the outside, Ronaldo appears to be a guy who, who plays with passion. You know, this guy's, mm-hmm. he, he sets the bar for everyone else around him. You know, you, you've only got to look at him. You know, there's few people, me, Chris, Ronaldo, who have looked after our bodies, you know, in the same way.
0: Of course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I assume you have, Darius, and, and you, you don't want to show everybody and, and get them jealous. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: So, but Ronaldo also seems to me someone who likes records and the fact that he's not going to be playing in the Champions League next season p- for the first time, I don't know, I can't remember the last time it happened. But that, in the back of my mind, just puts a little question mark over whether he's going to stick it out.
0: Well, I mean it's an interesting point and it's one that I see echoed a lot but for me there's there's a couple of uh there's a couple of reasons why I can't see him leaving. The first is it's his last World Cup coming up in November. Mm. Yeah. I uh, and it, it like I think even Ronaldo must realize it's his last World Cup. Uh, he's not he's not going to be playing in a World Cup at 42 surely. Um
2: he'll probably so, be managing.
0: Yeah, like uh, well, he'll be doing something. Yeah. but um, And I think that preparation is obviously key to that man. Like, it's uh, you know, it is a bit... Sometimes it's a bit annoying. Like, I was at Newcastle away, and he just legged it down the tunnel. Mm. And I, I wanted a wave. Like, you know, I'm that kind of guy. I need yeah. grown men to wave at me and acknowledge me, to feel good <laughs> about myself. But he's legging it into some sort of cryogenic bath or something to, like, prepare himself. So I would think that... Re- ronaldo um is now looking at the world cup as his next as his next trophy and preparing for it i'm not sure if a move is conducive to that the second one is you talked about like records i don't think ronaldo's records i think ronaldo's legacy like he's got all the records it's now about his place in history like and what a crowning achievement it would be for him if he could bring man united back I, a man with pride such as him i i don't i think that it would be a stain on his record if he went back to manchester united the club where he made his name and where he he, he basically became the best player in the world i'd yeah. agree if you say he went on to be a better player at real madrid but he was the best player in the world at united um you know it was the, it was the makings of him I don't know if a man like Ronaldo can leave Manchester United with a job undone, with such an eye on his legacy and things. I ca- I can't see it happening. And lastly, there's the financial aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm am not, I'm not sure he's going to get that wage at any other club. He's not sharing mm-hmm. the spotlight with Messi. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to China or no. or wherever. Like he's not going to any club.
2: He's a competitor.
0: Yeah, like would he go to Bayern Munich? Can't see them swapping him for Lewandowski. Where, where else is there? I can't. I, I, I just can't imagine mm. him in anything but the, but the red shirt next year.
1: Yeah. It's a good point. Do, I mean, I always wonder. I'm sorry for my phone going there. I've Told Brendan do not ring me during the show, but you know, ring for advice. Um, I always think with Ronaldo, was he a player? That you really wanted or needed, um, or did you get him just to stop him going to the blue half of Manchester?
0: Well, I mean, there's two, there's two sort of reasons, and I fully support both of them. One is is that Ronaldo. I don't really care if you think Messi is the best player of all time or Maradona or whoever. Um, Ronaldo will always be in that debate as the greatest player ever. He's he's a legacy player, and the club have to protect his legacy at manchester united if he goes to city um we lose out on genuinely hundreds of years of being able to flog merchandise with mm-hmm. him like in the megastore and i know it's it's very cynical but it's a sensible business decision the second one is it's cristiano ronaldo he's like you know he's my idol he bought he, he's made me so happy over the years um it's you can't turn him down like you you just you you can't because it's a series of what ifs Mm. and rather like you know going back to an ex-girlfriend or an ex-partner or whatever doesn't always work out and it might have been seen as overtly romantic it hasn't worked out for ronaldo uh united like he's fought with the players who aren't at his his standard as a player or as a trainer um Oli actually did get quite a lot of goals out of Ronaldo, but Ragnik isn't using him properly. But still, I'm delighted he's at my football club. I know he cares about the club. I know he cares about the results. And I know he cares about the performances. And I can't say that for about 90% of the squad. Yeah. He's Even though he's a multi-billionaire, he still feels like he's one of us. And I'm delighted he's at Manchester United.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Luke Thomas injured uh-huh. now, Craig. Uh, I'm just looking on here. Like I say, it seems to be one in, two out all the time. Uh, we'll be out, Jamie Vardy, uh, which yeah. will probably please uh, please Darius. Mm. Um, and indeed, he, as we now know, has gone out for the rest of the season. I mean, those two alone, you know, as a Man United fan, you've got to be thinking. <laughs> Great. Wow. For me, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's out for the rest of the season I'm
0: 100% on you being like... I'm delighted that Jamie Vardy's playing. Uh, Not playing. Not playing, But I would 100% want Wilfred Ndidi to play against Manchester United.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, had he not been injured, I think he probably would have done, but... Yeah, like,
0: what's your thoughts on Ndidi? Personally, for me, he's probably been the reason why you've been unable to get top four in the last couple of years he's obviously a great tackler but he's he's one of the worst like ball players i've seen in the premier league and i checked a couple of days ago to make sure no one shouted at me but he has the worst Mm -hmm. passing statistics of a central midfielder over the last 10 years
2: Uh, um i i a few weeks ago i'm not sure if you remember this chris um But I said I would not be surprised if indeed he was somebody who was sacrificed in the summer. Um, If we're wanting to improve the team and get some decent money in for a player who has still got quite a high value. Um, Purely because of that, I think he is a very good uh, ball recoverer. He covers a lot Mm. of ground. But you're right, what he does with the ball when he gets it leaves a lot to be desired. And I think if you're looking to improve and get to the next level, then you need to find a ball recoverer who can do something with the ball, like, like a rice or whatever, but the, the next one in. And I think that's, you're right, uh, indeed he is limited in that fashion. I think what, he has, what has helped him playing at Leicester is that when he wins it, he can give it to Tielemans or Madison or Barnes if he manages to get it to them. Um, and they can do it, you know, and, and he gets away with it a little bit. But, you know, I'm not going to knock Indi because he has been fantastic. He, he, mm-hmm. he covers so much ground and he allows us to play with a defensive midfield of one. I, you know, I hate having two defensive midfielders in any team. Um, Southgate loves it. You've played with two. Lots of teams play with two. I hate it. And Indi covers enough ground to allow us to play with a one. So from that perspective, I would say he's done a great job for us. But you're right, his uh, what he does with the ball, it isn't great.
1: I mean, if if he, I agree with you 100 percent there. I mean, if he was to go, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want him to go because you know, like you say, when it comes to tackles, there's, there's none better. And hmm. um, whether you know, you could say Mendy can almost do that. And I mean, Mendy is a better player at bringing the ball out. Yeah. Uh, yes. a, a, and 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 passing it out. Chaldray, he's got to me now that stage where he's got the. We always think when he came on there was a red card in him, and he's kind mm-hmm, of yeah. Rogers has kind of worked that out of him. So he you know he's possibly one for the future, um, if not now, literally. And then of course we've got Sumari in there as well. So mm. yeah, it'd be interesting to see what does happen there. Mm-hmm. But Albrighton is back. Um, we've got Luke Thomas to say is a doubt with a hamstring, but he's got Castagna and
2: Ricardo. I mean, we, we just have injuries all the time. What is going on, Craig? Yeah, I know it seems weird and it's a lot of muscle injuries as well. I mean, the he was unfortunate. He was in a block tackle uh, and he twisted his knee on it. Yeah. Um, Luke Thomas was away, you know, with England when he picked up that, that strain I mean, he's a young player. You know, it's the most he's played this season, so I think yeah. it's it's sort of catching up with him a little bit. Um, but we do have, you know, you would hope that Ricardo is fit, Castagne is fit, and James Justin, who was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? I, and again, yeah. I don't know how yeah. how people of other clubs saw James Justin, uh, particularly last season, but he was knocking on the door of the England squad, uh, and he would have been in it uh, if he hadn't picked up that horrific injury, but he's come back and starting to look more like his old self. So I think if, if Thomas was going to go down, now's the right time for it to happen when we've got some players back.
1: Yeah. And just mentioning that on the um, uh, England front, on uh, Sunday at six o'clock, myself, Brad and Dan are uh, going to be picking our 23 to go with England. And um, Brad's always already promised to be controversial. And we're going to be doing that, of course, with 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 nobody's. We're going to be in their top six classes, so we might see some interesting selections. Mm. Uh, Darius, it says here that uh, Cavani is a doubt after picking up a calf industry uh-huh. industry injury playing for Uruguay. Luke Shaw has recovered from illness, while midfielder Paul Pogba has shaken off a foot problem. But the real bad news is that uh, Ronaldo is fit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, Cavani is essentially the Gareth Bale of um, Manchester United. Um, we don't see a lot from him. Um, he was like last season. He was he he genuinely turned into one of my favourite ever signings because we had two absolute bangers of songs. He was running around the pitch. He was scoring goals. There's something like about South Americans with long hair heading the ball like you know like Marcelo Salas uh and players like that it was absolutely quality he wanted to leave in the summer he was told no and he just has checked out he's rarely fit for games rarely makes himself available pulls out all the time we mm. are devastated with him he he mm. really he really felt like that he had stopped the curse of the number 7 and now you know like um injured off international duty but you know that Fred um will i mean he'll be raring to play at the weekend even if i'm not sure he'll start uh luke Shaw. it's very difficult to understand what's going on with luke Shaw. last season he was one of the best fullbacks in the world um he banged a great goal for england in the final it really looked like him and maguire had sort of like stepped up to elite level performers and this season i mean I don't know if this is true or not but I've read a lot about how Jamie Vardy bangs cut, like Red Bulls and espressos <laughs> like as part of his pre-match ritual. Shaw's Shaw's back on the custard again. <laughs> like um really really poor performances. Um like Pogba personally I wouldn't be that disappointed if Paul Pogba never played for Manchester United again. Yeah. Um absolute <laughs> disgrace. Um he's got to be one of the biggest flops the premier league has ever seen he has no commitment to the club i think he's a nice guy and i I do think that he's quite professional and cares about man united it's just he just sort of lacks uh in the brain um about what to do he's not there when the chips are down there's no fire in him um so i'd I'd like not to see him play um Mm -hmm. i'm extremely pleased that thomas isn't playing um like you were saying uh, what you thought that rival clubs saw in him. I-, I saw a player I wanted to sign. I take both your full backs in a heartbeat. I-, I really like Ricardo Pereira. Um, mm. I'm not sure. Like, Has he been injured most of the season? Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's that 80 million pound training ground, isn't it? Lots of martial histories. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of both of your full backs. Um, I really, really, really like them. And they're, they're miles above um, what we have at right back um certainly an attacking quality and as we've seen like right back and left back have become one of the most important creative positions on the football pitch um so we've got to find a way of shutting down pereira tomorrow yeah. but presumably he's not going to last the full match if he's just coming back from injury
1: mm. I mean, Ant's just said there, and good evening to Ant, another great Leicester channel, Ant's Leicester fan channel, get over there and giving me support. Uh, Ronaldo not with the United 21-man squad tonight from Samuel Lockhurst. And while you were just talking that, I just Googled Ronaldo. And I just wanted to say, you've got to love the British press, haven't you? So in the Manchester Evening News, if you Google Ronaldo, it comes up, Manchester United squad versus Leicester City revealed as Cristiano Ronaldo absent. So it looks like he's not going to be playing. But then there's also a link for the Daily Star. (laughs) (laughs) And that link for Ronaldo was Lionel Messi superfan, Miss Bum Bum, Moss Cristiano Ronaldo's trophyless I she season. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Miss Bum Bum. We yeah. uh, I mean, well so... done the staff for for finding that. I mean, what the? You know, you got to love the British press, haven't you? You know. Mm. Well, Samuel
0: Luckhurst is very, very tied in to um, United. He's the Manchester Evening News um, mm. chief correspondent for United. Uh, Ronaldo has been missing from quite a lot of squads. Um, like pictured leaving the squad and then ended up yeah. playing i haven't seen the full story but i'd be surprised if um ronaldo isn't playing because uh i mean what just off the top of my head what are we gonna do we're we gonna play rashford um mm. cavani out ronaldo out we have like maybe rashford's not a striker um we've got a extremely hyped youth academy prospect called charlie mcneil um but he's he's, he's not ready for premier no. league football
1: I'm um, just reading this is what it says in the Manchester Evening News, Darius. Ronaldo yes. played 180 minutes across two World Cup qualifiers. Excuse me, as Portugal secured their spot in Qatar, but was not among the United players, gathering with Arthur Agnick's twenty-one man squad. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. His girlfriend Georgina Rodriguez is pregnant, which may be the reason for his absence. So yeah
0: yeah no this is this is all right like lots of players don't travel uh with the squad sometimes at united like um when you're like um global superstars as some of those boys are um they make like mad commitments to do stuff like the day before a match i personally think it's a bit ridiculous that they should be preparing for the game but I, i i can't tell ronaldo how to prepare for a football match um as much as i'd love
1: to just you know, yes. 10 10. Let, let's hope Let from my point of view let's yeah. hope that he isn't there
0: who are you most worried about from the united team is is it ronaldo
2: i'll let you answer um, that when, uh, Craig. that's a very good question because it used to be you know you you worried about most most players didn't you man united but this day and age uh, you know i'd be quite happy if if pogba played because uh, uh, mm-hmm. as you said i'm not a fan I, i'm i was shocked that you didn't sell him when you had the chance you know when his when his value was high and you could reinvest that money we uh, tried to and, covid uh, yeah um so i'm not sure um you know you've got the the resurgent fred playing as a a sort of sort of hybrid 6 and 10 um, yeah. You know, he's um <laughs> to be fair, he's had a couple of great games uh, for us uh, against you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um but I don't know. I mean, you've got the young guy, I can't remember his name. Um
0: Ilonga, Oh, Elanga. 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 Rhythm as a dancer. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he's looked bright um, you know, in patches, but again, young players, you can't rely on them week in yeah. week out. Um mm-hmm. do it so i don't it's it's a really interesting question who we fear and yeah it probably is ronaldo but he he didn't really turn up um against us at at the king power so Uh, i'm not sure you know i still think Fernandes on his day is is a great player yeah but what you need is you know to to wind him up wind him up early and uh and then he Mm. seems to get more uh, interested in having little running battles with opposition players and the referee and stops concentrating on his game.
1: It will be interesting to see if we take an early lead and it is Maguire's fault. I was joking on this on a on a Rich's channel last night that I said uh, they're not the final score will be but I'll go less to go 1-0 ahead and this will be a Maguire own goal. That would be very interesting to see the mm. crowd's reaction to that. But just the, just a few did you knows. Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo has scored 12 Premier League goals this season. And it's the competitions it's, uh, in the competition history, only Zola has scored more in a single campaign while aged 36 or over, mm-hmm. with 14. So Ronaldo could still beat that. Uh Man United have scored a league high 10 goals via substitutes this season. Uh Leicester won this fixture 2-1 last season, as we know, and now have the chance to win consecutive away league matches against Man United for the first time ever. And if we beat you, then we, would be the first time we've done the league double over you as well. So Ugh. all to play for, all to play for. Ant says here, it is a good point. Um, I'm more fearful of Leicester than I am of United. We can lose this game ourselves more than United can hurt us. Very mm. true, Ant. Very, very mm. true. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to end now And as you know, we always end with the old uh, score predictions Now, I've got to be honest with you I do it, uh, Craig knows this But I do it, um, Darius, with ex-players, ex-Leicester players okay. And I, to say that they're not actually confident Is, is a bit of an understatement, really Because <laughs> apart from me, nobody's gone for a Leicester win Which, but then again, Mm. that might explain why I'm bottom of the prediction table this season with the way we've been playing. Uh, Ian Marshall has gone 2 1 United, uh, Steve Walsh has gone 1 all, Taggart's gone 2 all, and Jerry Taggart is top of the league. Steve Leinitz went 1 1 there, but in last night's show, Steve went for a Leicester win, and Ian Wilson's gone for a 3 1 to United. But me, well, I've, I I can't go against my team. I've gone two one to Leicester. Uh, I think it, I think it's as good as a, it's as good a time as we're going to get to do the double over you. And fingers crossed, Craig. Optimistic, pessimistic. What, what would your score prediction be?
2: I'm uh, I'm fully splintered and on the fence. Um, I really should <laughs> have worn shorts. I uh, I for me, it's got a draw written all over it. Um, so I'm going to go one-one. Would you take that if it was offered to you now? Um, I probably would because that's just what I think is going to happen. You know, okay. um, I, in the big scheme of things, yes. I I don't even think three points makes a big big difference to us, to be honest, because you know the, there's too many teams and too big a gap above us for us to be challenging to mm-hmm. qualify for Europe. We've got a big game in the week. Um, the first leg of uh, of the the conference game against PSV. Um, I think I think Brendan would happily take a one one and walk away, and and um, I tend to agree. Villa are one place ahead of us in ninth, but again
1: with thirty six points, mm. so exactly the same points, but we have got two games in hand. But then yes, it is um, a ten point jump up to Overhampton, uh, but we have got. Three games in hand on Wolves, which is nine yeah. points if we were to win those. I mean, it's a very difficult season with so many teams on so many different games. Um Darius, your your score prediction.
0: Well, looking at your score predictions from the, the ex-Lester players, they really that is post-traumatic stress disorder from having to play good <laughs> United teams, isn't it? Um <laughs> I'm, I'm with Walshy on this i think it's one all Uh-oh. i think that i, I can't see you know united not scoring a lot of goals at the moment mm. um we don't have a clear like plan to goal and um our defense is in disarray i i i, I am tempted by the nil nil but mm. i think i i think that both teams are gettable but yeah i think it's one one
1: yeah. I don't. I've never gone for uh, a nil on the Leicester half of my prediction this season. <laughs> although, and I was doing a quiz the other night, and uh, we're actually there are four teams that have got uh, less clean sheets than us now, Craig. So maybe we're turning it. Oh round, wow. You know, uh, guys, it has been brilliant. Um, Darius, you are, as I say, a really, really interesting Manchester United fan. Um, You you speak sensibly and um, I don't think you're going to get fourth this season. I think it might just be a bit beyond you, but do say good luck for the rest of the season Sunday onwards. Um, Your links are in the chat below on YouTube, but do give a shout out to where people can find you um i suppose
0: that the best place to find me would be on the manchester united agenda um Mm. which is you just put that in youtube and twitter and there it is um but yeah thank you so much for having me on it's been great to talk Mm. to fellow football fans and apart from tomorrow i wish you, i wish you well in the wars to
1: <laughs> of course well we might be doing this again monday night so one of us could be happy one of us <laughs> might might not be you know? yeah but uh, no thanks very much uh, for everything darius and i say possibly see you on monday night mm. and uh thank you very much cheers darius uh, cheers lads cheers take care bye bye Uh, Rich has just sneaked in at the end there with a 2-1 to United. Mm. (laughs) Seems to be uh, quite a popular one, that, with the ex-players, Rich. Um, I hope you are well. Um, What do you think, Rich, about the um, Ronaldo not travelling? Is it normal, uh, as Darius Mm. was saying? Or could it be a little bit more... um, serious than that
2: I, I i think personally i think just ronaldo will just turn up and play i i, I think he has his own agenda hmm. um and you know it's like like we do uh, obviously jamie vardy always travels but i think we protect him in terms of training and don't put him under too much pressure i yeah. would imagine it's the same with ronaldo that he's, he's played a couple of games does he need to be training i don't think so he just needs to be resting up and and prepare for a game. So he, yes, I, I would not be surprised if his name is on the team sheet.
1: The the only other thing, of course, is he is twenty six or uh, uh, thirty six, is it? So you know, maybe age is slowly catching up, even with Ronaldo. Who knows? Craig, yeah. thank you so much, sir. Uh, a pleasure as always. And um, we, I've got a Watford fan, by the way, for the quiz.
2: Excellent. You Excellent. Know, so. I'll get working.
1: <laughs> get working. Yeah. And can you message me some dates when you know that you're free and I can try and arrange something uh on that? Because
2: well, it's gonna be well, difficult. Yeah, uh, no, I could probably set up a full quiz just on Watford's managers over the last three years. <laughs> you probably could. You mm. probably could.
1: How many? How many can you name? We'll have to have two of them. I'll name four, I'll name yeah. five, name yeah. them, you know. Yeah. Um next um so, tomorrow we've got the live watch along. Uh, myself and Mike, uh, a Manchester United fan. Uh, it's always fun doing watch alongs when you've got another, you know, the fan yeah. of the club on with you. So, it depends how quickly he can get back from his Newport game. And then, of course, we've got the post match show with Brad. After that, six o'clock on Sunday, we've got the Pick Your England squad um, show. And in fact, I sent Rich an invitation. And only afterwards, I realised. He's a Welsh fan. What <laughs> going to do? Yeah. Uh, and then we're back to kind of normal next week. We've got obviously also the uh, the, the midweek European game. But mm-hmm. next Friday, I'm going to ask if you can maybe do it later again, but I will message you okay. because at seven o'clock, I will be talking to John Morgan, the ex-Leicester um, City women's manager. Oh, right.
2: Excellent. Yeah. I've heard so, him doing, um, doing some co-commentaries. Yeah. Uh, He's, yes. He sounds like a nice guy. He does. He a very nice guy. Um, mm. So that's seven o'clock next
1: Friday. So, sorry to to, to invade on our time. <laughs> it was it was it's taken ages to kind of come up with a date when he's available. Great. Yeah, no thanks very much. Your link's in there as well on your Twitter. Yeah. Take care, buddy. And I'll speak to you soon. And if you're doing nothing in about twelve minutes, get over to Turf Morehouse TV when I'm doing my third show of the day. And uh and Dan's as well. So we've been knackered. Um, we're doing the prediction show on on Turfmore TV. Thanks cool. very much, Craig. Take Hi, care, mate. Welcome. Cheers, Thank bye bye. Thanks, everybody. Like I say, all those shows coming up next week. Uh the main one tomorrow is at um 4:30-ish. We're gonna be doing the live watch along. So um get with us then, and um Looking really looking forward to that next week. Hopefully Leicester will have won a game because we're not going on the back of the nine nil defeat. whoops <laughs> But uh, yes, I'm sure that will crop up. I'm sure that will crop up. Thanks so much, everybody. I'm going to have to rush because I say, I've got to get over to up to Burnley. Up to Burnley in about 13 minutes. Thanks very much. Take care. Stay safe. See you later. Goodbye now.
2: Thanks for watching Leicester till I die. This is Chris saying goodbye
1: and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and
0: Instagram.
2: And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport
1: Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.